Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's nobody that God isn't speaking to. He's speaking to me just as much as he is you. In fact, he's been speaking to me all week about this. So if I hear him, and you're hearing him, and I obey him, then I defeat Satan because my heart is stained soft. Now, if I disobey or I ignore his words that I've spoken to you today, then my heart gets harder and harder and harder. And in a marriage, eventually divorce. The problem with decisions is that you can't see the outcome of the choices you make today. What seems like an unimportant choice could have massive results in time. Pastor Mark is teaching that this concept is true in marriage too. How you choose to treat your spouse kindly or not so kindly has consequences that are unseen at the time they're made. It's the same way with your relationship with God. Choosing to obey or not to obey will have vastly differing results for your future. And by listening to this teaching, you can learn to make good decisions. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 19 with his continuing series called Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. If I have to play the spiritual leader card to my wife, I'm boss, Muma, obey me. <laughs> if I play that card, what's wrong? Well, is that a servant leader? Is that what Jesus would do? No, I'm supposed to lay my life down for my wife. So if I play that card, here's why it's wrong. If a husband and wife, singles, listen, if you're married to a believer, husband and wife are hearing from God. So when you're trying to make a decision, if, if, if a man steps forward and says, obey me, and the wife says, well, I don't think that's really what God said, there's a problem. God isn't saying one thing to the man and the other thing to the woman. So very rarely in our marriage do I play that card. Sometimes I have to, but very rarely. By the way, sometimes I go with my wife's opinion because sometimes she's way more right in some things than I am. See, we're learning to submit one to another. So I want to say to you men today, step it up. This wife of yours, she is dying inside her heart. She's made to have a leader husband that will lay his life down for her. She's dying for it. And you won't step up. Step it up. Become that leader. Now there's a problem. Some of you ladies, the husband's tried to step up. I'm not following anybody. 
you're wrong. The reason your house isn't happy, you're out of order. But see, realistically, what do we should have? We should have a team flowing together. There's no I in team, but there has to be a head. So I want to challenge you ladies, step back. Let your husband lead. Now, one more thing. We get lots of emails and and people misunderstand this. When the Bible says that the husband is the head, he's always the servant leader. Like Christ laid his life down for the church. So we have people that write me, Pastor Mark, my husband has been physically abusing me. Not not verbally, what physically. Beating me up. Of course, sometimes we have the opposite, but mo- mostly women. He's beating me up. He's angry. He's broken my arm or whatever. And my Christian friends stay, say, stay in the marriage. God's given you that marriage. You just submit to that. That is 100% wrong. God has never put a woman in a marriage to be physically abused. You leave the home, get to a place of safety, See if we can get counseling. See if we can get that husband and say, what is wrong with you, you wimp? I'm serious. Some of you women will go right back into that and say it's God's will. It is never God's will for you to be physically beat. Never. Now, be careful. Some of you call and say, my husband said, I'm angry at you. That's verbal abuse. I'm leaving. What is wrong with you? But let me go back to the physical for a second. If we can't solve the problem here with counseling, we have a lot of police officers that can solve the problem. (laughs) They go to this church. They love me. (laughs) So be careful. So what do we have? We have a problem. Husband and a wife. There should be a leader. They should flow together, but they're not really doing it. Well, look, how did they get out of the boat? Look at verse 7. Then their eyes of both of them were open. They realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Circle these words. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid. You see, now they're out of the raft. They're sitting on the shore. They're thinking to themselves, why did we disobey? What were we thinking? What are we going to do now? See, there's no relationship with God. He's gone. They're hiding, they think, from him. And they're trying to figure out what's next. For the very first time in human history, four things happen. Adam and Eve are experiencing shame, guilt, fear, and remorse. Their intimacy one to another, you'll see later, damaged. Their intimacy with God, damaged. Now, instead of hiding, they they should have been running to God. Confessing their sin, asking forgiveness, but they were hiding from God. Hmm. I put a chair up here for me to represent myself and Linda and my marriage. Now let's just talk about it individually. 
Adam and Eve are hiding. Anybody here ever hide from God? Try to hide something from God? Can I see your hand? Yeah, the rest of your line right now, you're hiding. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Hiding from God, I began to think about it this week. Hiding from God is an oxymoron. How do you hide from an all-knowing God? Are we stupid or what? But we've all been there. Oh, we've all been there. And that's because we're experiencing those things when we disobey. The shame, the guilt, the fear, the remorse. Some of you, you're actively fighting with your spouse as we sit here. You're angry. You're hurt. You haven't spoken to each other for days. In fact, there's many of you here. You're sleeping in another room. Anybody here ever, ever get so angry at your spouse that you went and slept in another bedroom? Let me see your hand. Okay, let me add one because I know it's way bigger than that. That you didn't sleep, you didn't have another bedroom, but you had a couch. How many, how many went to the couch as well? <laughs> Praise God. Now you're getting honest. By the way, how was it for you when you were on the couch all night? And how was it in the morning when your kids got up and they say to dad, dad, but wh- wh- why are you on the couch and mom's in the bedroom? How was that for you? Did you feel really adult? Who's the adult and who is the child? How can we sit in our homes? But we say, we say, well, nobody knows that we're sleeping apart or not having spoke to each other forever. I mean, it's no big deal. God knows. Others of you here are hiding because you're addicted. Pornography. Alcohol. Drugs. You think you've hidden those things from your spouse and God. Maybe your spouse. God? No. Others of you here are actively in an affair right now as I speak to you. You're ready or you've already committed adultery. And you think you've hidden it well from your spouse and from the people at work. You might have, but not from God. Some of you here are just like David. David committed adultery. He tried to hide it with a million different ways. None of them really worked. Do you know how long David hid, he thought, from God? One year. One year, David tried to hide his sin from God. And the Bible says he was miserable for a year. In fact, the Bible says his bones began to just like ache and disintegrate. It was just like every body, soul, he just just gone. But he was hidden from God. No, he wasn't. Now, in our church, we have one more huge problem. We know that God doesn't like divorce. So in a church, we have lots of couples. You're together in your home. You're married. You'll never get divorced. But here's what you discover. You've been growing apart for years. But nobody outside knows. When you come here, it looked pretty good. But when a person would walk into your house, they would see a really, really nicely decorated house. But there's the smell of death inside. Because it's actually a nicely decorated morgue. And you've been miserable 
for how many years now? Well, what do we do about that? Nothing is hidden from an all-knowing God. So I want you to write this down and take it to heart. Let's quit hiding and let's get real with God first and then with our spouse. Let's stop being miserable and allow God to heal us. Stop covering up. Well, because of sin, life becomes a battlefield with all kinds of other things. Hebrews 12, 1, it says this. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. And even some of those weights are sins that easily trip us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So I've got some weights here. And I'm going to put these weights, and they could even be a sin, around the head of Adam and Eve. Ask yourself today if any of those weights seem to be in your marriage, in your life. The weight of blame. Oh, we'll see that one in a moment. The weight of guilt, anger, unforgiveness, regrets, bitterness. Some of you sit here with depression, no hope at all. And then, of course, there's that husband again. Apathy. Well, I know he told me to be a spiritual leader. Yeah, I think I got that sermon. I hope I don't hear it for a year or two again. Uh, forget it. Well, and you expect your marriage to get better? Really? And then the last one, that's the one that hits every single person in this room. Hurts are unavoidable in life. We hurt people. We get hurt. That's just what happens. All hurt comes from sin. All of us understand what that is. So, Let's just talk about some that are around Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are here with the weight of regret. Adam and Eve looked to each other and they probably said something like this. Was the bite of the apple worth it? You see, they wish they could have turned the clock back. Oh man, I wish we could do yesterday, today, over. You can't. We've all been there. Have you ever had a dream and it's such a miserable dream and you wake up and it was a dream? You go, hallelujah. (laughs) Been there, haven't you? There's other times we've been here. We've given in to temptation. And we pray to God, it's got to be a dream. And it wasn't a dream. And there's regret. Now, we can't always do this, but let me give you a little clue. When you're tempted... If you'll just stop for a moment and say to God, okay, God, show me what the end, if if I give into this, what's that going to look like? Right over here. And if we would see the end of what that's going to lead us to, we'd never go there. If Adam and Eve could have seen, by the way, God already told them what was going to happen. But if they could have really believed it, they never would have taken a bite from the apple. Now, once we give in to temptation, we've all been there. We've all sinned. We're trying to hide it from God, from our spouse, from others. How do we get rid of these weights? Where did they come from? Well, they came from a place called your heart. Look at Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines, notice, the course of your life. Now, heart isn't our physical heart. It's that control center in our lives. It's our mind and our will and our emotions. All the decisions of life are made there. And so Solomon says, guard your heart. 
Now, why does he say that? If I'm making decisions apart from God, those of you that aren't Christians yet today, there's no way for you to make wise decisions. If I'm making a decision that's apart from God, God says, no, and I do it anyway, then my control center is flawed. And what comes out of my heart is pretty nasty. See, the Bible says we don't even know what our own heart looks like. So I'm going to ask God to help me. Now, one day Jesus spoke about hearts. And he shocked the religious people because the religious people thought, if you look good on the outside, you're home free. But Jesus went right to the heart of the matter. What did he say? Look what comes out of our hearts. From the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander, and the list goes on and on and on. So Matthew 15, 19 says, it's not really about the outside. Because see, in our homes, you look pretty good sometimes. Even here, you look really good. We look pretty good. We're all dressed up. We're fine. Shorts doesn't matter. Whatever. We're okay on the outside. But see, man looks on the outside. God always looks at the heart. The heart is always a problem. The heart isn't right. It's flawed. And Jesus made one more statement, which is a shocker to us. Jesus said the reason for divorce comes from a hard heart. Well, how do we get a hard heart? Well, it doesn't just happen day one, the heart gets hard. You know, when you and I are born in America, if we keep eating this kind of food that they've given us and all this kind of stuff that's there, what happens eventually, over time, the old vessels in the heart get hard. And pretty soon comes a heart attack. So that's what happens in our marriages. We don't get along. We're not listening to God. And pretty soon in that marriage, there's two people with really hard hearts to each other. And of course, to God. Well, the Bible says, guard my heart. How do I stop that? What's the spiritual drug that I can take? I want to give you two. How do I keep my heart soft? Let me read it to you. Hebrews 13 says this, Today when you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. So if I hear God and obey God, my heart stays soft. Write this down today, please. Living in obedience produces a soft heart. God is always speaking. Do you know he's speaking right now? So here I am, I'm you. And you're sitting here. And you say, Pastor Mark, it's pretty quiet in here today. Well, that's because God's dealing with our hearts. And by the way, there's nobody that God isn't speaking to. He's speaking to me just as much as he is you. In fact, he's been speaking to me all week about this. So if I hear him, and you're hearing him, and I obey him, then I defeat Satan because... My heart is staying soft. Now, if I disobey or I ignore his words that I've spoken to you today, then my heart gets harder and harder and harder. And in a marriage, eventually divorce. But Pastor Mark, the next one will be better. Really? You already saw that lie. Why? Because now we have two people with hard hearts from previous marriages who never honored God. That's why the church is no different. Because we look on the outside and just try to deal with outward stuff. I've been here three out of four weeks, Pastor Mark. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. How's your heart? 
Well, it's not just obeying God, but it's obeying God very specifically. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, New Testament. And let's look at two more weights that we see with Adam and Eve. The weights of anger and hurt. Get down to verse 26, if you will. Paul writes this. In your anger, do not sin. Now watch this. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And then this amazing warning. Verse 26 and 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. Here are more of God's directions and commandments. God says, don't go to bed with unresolved hurts and conflicts. Don't allow Satan during the night to build up resentment. Let me go over to this chair here for a moment. Anybody in this room ever go to bed angry with your spouse? Let me see your hand. Good. How was that for you during the night? Great, wasn't it? As far as, you know, you wanted a triple, triple, triple king-size bed. Don't touch me with that toe. Why'd you laugh? You know what God really wants in this? You know what that verse says there? Just a single bed and turn the fan on. But what do we do? We want a king, 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 king. Or the couch in another bedroom. I wrote something down many years ago. It's always stayed with me. Listen to this statement. Going to bed angry is like wet cement because it hardens during the night. I've been there. And the next morning... The thing we were fighting about was worse that morning than it was the night before. So the scripture's right. You see, the weights of anger and sin don't get better unless you address it. They get worse. Well, there's another one. Scoot on down to verse 31 and 32. You're right there. Paul goes on and he lists the weights of bitterness and unforgiveness. Now, remember, there's nobody in this room. There's nobody that this goes by. We've all been there. Now, get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger, brawling slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Well, how do I forgive somebody I don't want to forgive? Well, here's your role model. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Man's greatest need is forgiveness. Adam and Eve, their greatest need is forgiveness. Understand that forgiveness always starts with God. That's why those of you that haven't turned your life over to God yet, you can't ever have real forgiveness. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the deception of Eve and the rebellion of Adam, commonly known as the fall. You learned how this fouled up God's order for the marriage relationship. Adam and Eve got their God-ordained roles messed up, which continues today. You learned about the length that God went to to make it possible to clean this mess up. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Pastor Mark will continue his teaching next time called Enjoying Marriage on the River of Life. He'll be talking about the real problem that men and women have in their relationships. You'll find out that unfortunately, the problem is you, your attitudes and things you decide to do. Pastor Mark will tell you about the way out of the troubles you might be having in your marriage relationship. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.